Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's, uh, let's, just, let's roll the opening. And, and we're, we're back. back. You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, and I'm joined each week by Dave Redding, or Dread one of the co-founders of F3 Nation. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. That would bring us to the substantive portion of this podcast. Indeed. We have uh, about 19 minutes left. So. Here we are. Yeah. So, so boys and kids and friends and families and whatever, strap in because here we are. It's This is it. This, this is the this substantive is portion. the beginning. Right. Well, this is the beginning of the year. This is the, oh, beginning, beginning, of the year, of, right. beginning of Q Source. Right. And here we go. We're right. going to dive right in. Yeah, so right? let's uh, do just a little preamble, table-setting preamble. Yes. The Q-source is 50 Q-points arranged over four quadrants. Mm-hmm. The get right, the live right, the lead right, and the leave, leave right. right. So mm-hmm. it's the lead right's third, leave right mm-hmm. is fourth. So so mm-hmm. there's five foundational elements. Yes. And uh, the first of the – and these foundational elements were done after the fact. So we had pretty much the other mm-hmm. – 45 cue points, more or less done, and then realize there needs to be something that provides a foundation for the entire. Right. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Like you said, underpinning. That's kind underpinning, of the, this is, right. this is well, what it's all about. That's what we call on. a foundation, right? Oh, I so guess so. F1 through F5. So yeah. F1 is disruption, right? Yes. That's disturbance to the status quo. That's this week's cue point. Yes. And we decided last year to align ourselves. This podcast would align itself with uh, cue source groups or maybe cue source groups that are on are not doing F1 disruption this week, that's fine. Sure. But if you are, we're all kind of on the same sheet of music, and that would be right. good. Yeah, yeah. You be you, obviously. Right? Sure. I mean, do whatever you want. But a good number right. uh, of Q-Source groups are beginning this week in earnest right. to say, okay, here we are, F1, we're all on the same page, and this is going to follow that uh, the, the remainder of the year. And what the Nation Webmaster did to make this easier for you, if you go 
to the F3 Nation website, which mm -hmm. is f3nation.com, and you go to I'm in F3 and drop that down. You'll see QSource. Hit QSource, and that disruption will pop up. It's repinned at the top. Yep. So you, you can get at it easily and click on it and read it. Each Q point has is basically has three spurs in it, three sections to it, mm -hmm. uh, and disruption is uh, no different. So uh, disruption statement, what it is, is disturbance to the status quo. It is what a leader does. Yes. And a leader initiates movement. Movement um, means that you're going to have to go to some place of advantage, which we define simply as a, a superior condition or mm -hmm. location, right? Something better, uh, which means you're going to have to depart the status quo. The place where you are or the status or the condition that you are currently in is disadvantageous. The leader recognizes that and initiates movement away from it, and that is disruptive. And is that in every aspect of a person's life um, that, it, that needs disrupting? Or is it – so I guess the question would be how do you recognize yeah. what's disadvantage and what's advantage and, and some of that kind of stuff? But then also do you have to look at everything and go, gosh, status quo, no good, got to disrupt everything? Well, I think the idea of disruption from a leadership standpoint is aimed more at organizations. Okay. Than individuals. In other words, okay, good. You don't walk in the door and say, "I'm going to disrupt Wegenator's life today." Right. I'm you just know, shake him. I'm gonna <laughs> shake him like a shake him like a like a little like cat, a, like a kitty cat, like a like a child in a well, in no, a Harambe. Uh, Harambe. I'm going to do an Harambe on Wegenator. Right. No, this is more like uh, more of like it's organizational. Okay, good. In the sense, you know, it's group based. But there have to be some things within this organization that are are working. I mean, otherwise it would just be a, a pile of crap, right? Sure. I mean, it, so there must be some things that are working or that are are are, are moving somewhat toward advantage. So right. how do how do you go through and kind of as a leader, as a uh, you know a, a high impact man, how do you go in and kind of look and go, okay, here's the things that need changing. Here's the things that will move us toward advantage. Okay, good question. And I, you know, the we have a, a fo photographic image mm -hmm. that goes with each. Q point. Mm -hmm. The photographic image that goes with disruption is drawn from the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. One of my faves. It's a really good. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't know if you'd yeah. seen that. It's kind of before your time, so it's a, it's a it's a classic psychology one. So oh, is it really? Yeah. You know, okay, good. And so you have that psychology background. Yeah. So they showed us that one. So good. Yeah. Um, so just a table setter for those who may not be familiar with the movie. Uh, it's it's a insane asylum. Mm -hmm. Probably set in the fifties, late fifties, early sixties yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. It's ironically for all our. I think it is west of the Shasta. I think it's in, <laughs> is it really? Yeah, I think it is. I think it's in Seattle or Portland Go or something Cougars. like that. Uh, but it's in, certainly in the west. Mm -hmm. uh, there's 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 two types of patients uh, in this uh, asylum. One type is called chronics, mm -hmm. and these people are these are men. This is a men's ward whose brains are so shot. Yeah, they that they're. They ain't coming back from wherever they are. And the other type is called acutes, mm -hmm. which are men who are salvageable or you know neurotic. Right. They've or, had some kind of right. event or something that was exacerbating right. or precipitating their psycho right. Right. whatever. Now, there's also two types of uh, confinees or patients in the sense that they're there voluntarily mm -hmm. or they're not. Right. Or they're I not. checked myself in yeah. or right. I was placed. That's right. Uh, this particular ward... Uh, is under the uh, governance of Nurse <laughs> yes. Ratchet, yes. Right? Louise Fletcher, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and she's not a really a caregiver. She's a, a 
She's an administrator at best. At best, which but she really doesn't have the best interests of the men at no, heart. She, doesn't care. she has the interest of controlling them, and she's depicted it in the movie and in the book. If you've ever read it, uh, mm-hmm. she's a, she's an emasculating force. So what she does is pit these men against each other. It doesn't come out in the movie so much, but in the book, uh, the disruptor. Mm-hmm. which is Jack Nicholson Jack, plays him in the movie, yeah. is Randall Patrick McMurphy, initials RPM, right? Yeah. Uh, he, he He compares what she does to a pecking party. So he says, if you've ever seen a bunch of hens together, mm-hmm. if one pecks another and it little, gets a little blood on them, the other go after the blood. And that's what she's doing to you men. So she gets them in these group uh, mm-hmm. encounters and she... Which is theoretically supposed to be therapeutic, but it's but it's not. not. So the ward has all these rules, and Nurse Ratchet is using the ward uh, to exercise whatever her internal demons are, but Mm -hmm. it's to control these men and to emasculate them. Uh, The orderlies are two black guys, and this is there's racial tension Mm -hmm. here. None of the patients are black. Uh, and Nurse Ratched uses those guys to physically intimidate the patients. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doctor who's supposed to be in charge of it is a drug addict. you got to read the book to figure that out. Mm. And she uses a threat to expose him to the medical board to control him. So she really has full reign. She's good. Introduced into this status quo uh, where these men are in full forced uh, deceleration, mm-hmm. it's really a jail, is, is RPM, Randall Patrick McMurphy, who... Uh, Manages, he's a petty criminal and a nutcase, mm-hmm. uh, but he manages to get him to convince a judge that he's he's nuts. In, he's nuts, well, right? He right. can avoid because other he, sentencing. Yeah. yeah, because he he perceives that it would be a cushier life in this in this asylum than it would be. Right. So he's about the only guy. As it turns out, he didn't realize that, but he's about the only guy that's uh, that is is sentenced there. Mm. They're under criminal yeah. sentence. And the rest of them were were that's right. voluntary or that's right or whatever. Yeah. That's right. So the book does a little better about of describing what a force of disruption he is than the movie does. But Jack Nicholson plays it pretty well. But in the book, RPM is depicted having red hair, number one. Oh, okay. And he's much physically bigger mm-hmm. and uh, just is depicted more in, in more of a physical way. But Jack Nicholson's a good actor. He kind of— kind of He does know, a good job. He does a good job. Yeah. But— uh, McMurphy comes into this uh, insane asylum and begins immediately to disrupt it mm-hmm. in a variety of ways. He uh, gets the rules changed so they can watch the World Series. Uh, he, uh, which you know, Nurse Ratched right. was against, right? He um, encourages the men to fight back mm-hmm. in these sessions. Uh, Nurse Ratched begins losing control uh, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point. Um, to try to control him, they give him a uh, electric shock treatment. And now it's part of it is depicted. Some of the barbaric methods of treatment yeah. are depicted. Yeah. Uh, well, because wasn't he uh, spitting pills and stuff too? They were. He oh, he yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, he he was. Yeah. She had him figured out. She knew yeah. she was locked into a battle with a disruptor, right. and and she was bound and determined to to win. And she had a lot of. She had, she, had lot, she, had the, she had the institution on her side, but he had the man on his. He really starts to lead them, gets them playing poker, mm-hmm. gets them doing things that, that men do. Basketball. Ba- so yeah. the basketball scene is the scene that's depicted. That's the, where the picture yes. is drawn from. Now, uh, the scene is of McMurphy and uh, the Indian character, whose um, name is Big Chief. Big Chief. Big Chief, the book tells you that he's in his own head, but he thinks he's small. 
can't mm. really get that out of the movie. No, but in the movie, out. he doesn't talk. He's, yeah, he's uh, totally mute. Totally doesn't mute. Say a word. It doesn't react to anybody. He just kind of stands there with a broom. You know, he's six foot five. In his head, he thinks he's a, a little miniature thing. That's his psychosis. Hmm. Okay, they give you a little backstory on that. But they're playing basketball against the orderlies. And, right. Uh, McMurphy's trying to win. Right. So he's like, hey, I got this guy who's... Yeah, this monster. You know, yeah. I got this monster, and uh, he's trying to get him to to get involved in the game. He can't even get him to catch the ball, to hold the right, ball. Right, nothing. Right. But finally he does. And he encourages him, and he talks him through it, and he just it's a great scene. Finally he does, and Chief catches the ball, and uh, McMurphy has this look of pure joy on his face. That's the picture that uh-huh. we use. Yeah. Because he's disrupted him. And, uh, he moved him toward advantage. Moved him toward advantage. The rest of the scene is is Big Chief, you know, stuffing the basketball, yeah, like crushing and, the, yeah, you know, and he he's awake now. He's aware now. Mm-hmm. At some point, he reveals to McMurphy that he can talk, mm-hmm. and uh, McMurphy goes, "I always knew you could." <laughs> right? right. And they plan to escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, they figure out that they can throw this device through a, one of the screens and they they're yeah well, it was like a, it wasn't a cigarette so, machine it was some no it was big... a giant water yeah, like yeah, a yeah. hydro treatment yeah yeah so but in the midst of this there's a lot of side characters they escape for mm-hmm. a day they steal a bus and they go out they do some fishing and they just he it's something that the hospital really should have done right you know but, but they night, aren't yeah. trying to treat these men they're trying to just hold them prisoner yeah. right so he invigorates them and releases them and disrupts the status quo and gets some girls and comes back and gets one of the guys who's just been torn apart by Nurse Ratched and uh, gets a you know guy loses his virginity mm-hmm. uh, to uh, in this you know at the behest of, of RPM. Right. Uh, unfortunately, they drink too much and they fall asleep. Nurse Ratched shows up and, right, she and then they got a problem. Threatens to tell the virgin's mother, and that's the source of the guy's you know all his neuroses ma- and neuroses. Yeah. And he commits suicide, yeah. leading McMurphy to try to choke Nurse Ratched, which is exactly what she wants. Because then she can... She lobotomizes him. Yeah. She has grounds to have him lobotomized. Mm-hmm. When they bring him back downstairs, they lay him out, and Big Chief is trying to wake him up so they can right. escape. And he nothing, realizes nothing, nothing. That, that this is yeah. not McMurphy anymore. Now he's a chronic. And he suffocates him. Yeah. Then he picks up that big thing. And throws it through the window. Chucks it through the window. Right. <laughs> so... Uh, in the uh, in the book, you get this. Not so much in the movie. There's this little uh, nursery rhyme they keep saying: "One flew east, one flew west, one flew over the cuckoo's nest." Mm. And then the last scene after that, you know, the men are changed. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been emboldened, right, uh, by that this disruption. Cool Hand Luke's basically the same thing. Uh, different different characters, different setting, different kind of prison. Right, but, but prison movies really lend themselves to this, to this idea, idea. Of, of disruption. Of, of some status quo where the men are in the, the community of men, this group of men, mm-hmm. it's not a, it's, that's a community. Well, it's not a community because they don't, aren't there voluntarily. This group of men. Well, yeah, yeah, fair. They, right. But they are proximate. Actually, I'm going to take that back. <laughs> They're a community. In one of the scenes of the movie, McMurphy finds out that all these guys are voluntary. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's, so he just can't what? believe it. Why would you stay here? Because they're afraid. <laughs> right. They're the ultimate sad They believe. Clowns. They're such yeah. sad clowns that they're afraid to leave that. They're they're more willing to stay there and be mentally tormented by Nurse Ratched than they would be to leave and, and, and walk out in the real world. And handle it on their own. And handle the world on their own. Yeah. They've been so de- de- de-neutered, yeah. right? Yeah. So neutered, denatured. 
Yeah. They're not men anymore. They've been completely they're emasculated. And, and, but, they, but he releases them mm-hmm. through disruption. I mean, it's, it's, the, it's, the ultimate, it's the ultimate disruption. That's why we use that mm-hmm. photograph for that. So that's an extreme and drastic example of it. But you can apply the same thing to any group that you're in that no longer exists for the purpose of what it was designed for. The purpose of the asylum is to help men towards mental health, right? Right, theoretically. It doesn't exist that for that anymore. No. The governance has commandeered it for its own use. The doctor to, to pursue his drug addiction. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the nurse to pursue her need to control men, mm-hmm. right? Uh, maybe the orderlies uh, for their need to bully men. Who knows? Sure, yeah. But it ain't therapeutic, right? right? Yeah. And it no longer is what it's supposed to be. He ain't no doctor, but RPM cures him. Right. Right? He brings him back to... Yeah. Th- not through therapeutic methods, but right. through disruption. That through, through disruption. So picture any group that you join that's no longer what it's... It's no longer acting as the way it was designed to be. It's no longer purposeful, mm-hmm. fulfilling the purpose that it was designed to do. It's become institutionalized. It's another reason it's, I like the... Like the oh, whole, yeah. The sure, because it's, yeah, it's an institution. Right? institution well, yeah. We're going to institutionalize this guy. That's the last thing you'd want. Right, that's the, that's the absolute last thing. And is that the uh, the organization that exists to for, uh, what did you call existential continuance? Yeah. yeah, existential continuity. Continuity. Thank you. Right. So a, bull, a a disruptor goes into an organization, whether or not it's a a team, mm-hmm. uh, an organization, or a community. You know, so those right. are three th- right. the three types of groups mm-hmm. that we have in F three. He goes into that. He sees the status quo. It's become institutionalized. It's bullfroggy or right. worse. So he starts leech. bumping around. And he goes in there and he, through energy, RPM, right, mm-hmm. spinning, through energy, he disrupts it and starts it moving towards an advantage. Now, the advantage, if the advantage is that it fulfills its articulated purpose, what it actually exists to do, well... In the case of the movie. In the case of the movie. Provide mental health to these men. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Uh, instead of you know having them become mm-hmm. dehumanized husks, if that's if that's what happens, but you could say the same thing to to a business that you're in, mm-hmm. a church that you belong to, mm-hmm. anything like that. Anything. That that leader who comes in there and uh, and disrupts it, starts moving the, the the moving the group towards its articulated purpose, towards that advantage, and fights through the governance and the the, the powers of institutionalism that want to hold it down and control it mm-hmm. because existential continuity is their actual purpose right. as opposed to their They're articulated articul- purpose, yeah. right? That guy is going to be disruptive. People are going to be mad at him. They're not going to like it. That's right. Yeah. You know, the Sanhedrin, which is, you know, the guys right. who ran, you know, uh, Judea at the yep. time, were not big fans of Jesus H. Christ. No. no. Because that guy was king of the disruptors, right? I mean, he was trying to move the the... The organization. You know, well, he was, yeah, he was shaking off the scales. Yeah, was, it's a theocracy. Was, yeah. It's a theocracy that's governed by Rome, but mm-hmm. which Rome doesn't care as long as they're getting their money, right? Right. And, right, right, and he tries to move it towards its actual purpose, uh, not its, or its articulated, or its articulated purpose. purpose. Yeah, that's not, right. not what it, yeah, not what it, hiding, not what it, hiding underneath the yeah, robes. Not what it yeah. had been, not what it had become. Mm-hmm. And they killed him for it. In the same way, and there's a lot of religious. Allegory and mm-hmm. one for lower the cuckoo's nest, as well as cool hand. Look, there's a lot of religious allegory where he is a he's both men die. Mm-hmm. Hope I'm not, these movies are 40 years old, so I hope I'm not there's any spoiler. Right, but, uh, <laughs> if you both, haven't seen it by now. Both Luke 
Um, yeah. And um, Luke, and Lucius Jackson, or Luke Jackson, his name in, in that movie, mm-hmm. and Randall Patrick McMurphy, both of them end up sacrificing themselves for the men in the group. They, they both mm-hmm. do it uh, for, in, in, in a way that I think is supposed to hint at uh, a messianic death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, and in both movies, and exactly the same way, they show the men after the fact. And the change that was enacted in, in, the, in the, yeah. the, the impact that he had. Now, uh, if you read the cue point for disruptor or disruption, you'll see that we refer to the kind of the three types of leader. A leader is a man who's followed while he's in the room. Mm-hmm. A good leader is a man who's followed when he, after he leaves the room. And a great leader is followed after he's dead. Mm. So that is the disruptor, you know, the, the man who, whatever he, whatever movement that he initiates with his leadership, mm-hmm. whatever vision he has and articulation and persuasion, how he gets it and he exhorts through his obstacles, whatever he does, and that movement towards advantage begins, even his death doesn't stop it. Mm-hmm. And that's disruption, brother. Boom. 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 You know, Frank? Yes, sir. I hope you're not like these other guys. I hope you're more like me, that your mind is not for rent by any town or government. I hope that's true. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> no, no, I know I, don't. I said it otherwise last time, but man, tell me, you got a, you got face radio, <laughs> dread. This is a podcast. <laughs>Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about leadership, F3, or anything else, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Tweet us at 43feetpodcast or send a carrier pigeon to 43 Feet, 1415 South Church Street, Suite B, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28203. Until next time, we'll be here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 Feet out front.